welcome back to EOS Radio number seven. This is Learn to Burn or Learn and Burn. <laughs> We're discussing the worker proposal referendum today and just the worker proposal concept in general. It's something that uh, the community is interested in. We're very pleased to host. I'm Ash Oro and of course, my lovely co-host and brother and best friend, Zane. From wow, Facebook. what an introduction. Yeah, super <laughs> excited to be here. We've got a great panel here. I'm looking forward to discussing hopefully all the sides of the debate today. I'm sure we've got people for it, against it, and people that want to just understand more about it, mm. how we can possibly shape it. Because right now there wasn't much clarity. We all kind of imagined we'll have a pool of money. We've got a strong community, but now it comes down to the execution. So how can we shape this thing, come to an understanding and ultimately vote on it. And as you can see at one of the voting portals right yeah, now, the okay. turnout's kind of low. We're hoping to encourage that. So I guess we'll start around the table. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Ash, yeah. let's yeah. start with the introductions. Any yeah. particular opinions you want to start out with? Uh, I, I just wanted to mention here at the very beginning that as an Austrian economist, I, I was pretty against the worker proposal for a long time. And I would have definitely considered myself a burner. Mm-hmm. But now after thinking about it and I'm, I'm on the fence, I, I, I'm open. My opinion is currently malleable and I'm very curious to hear what all of these panelists have to say about it uh, because I do see some value in it. So let's go around and get some introductions here. Brandon. Yeah. Uh, my name is Brandon Espinoza. I too um, self-identify as a uh is one of the more radical type of libertarians um when it comes to economics austrian economics i'm a you know i'm a, a big advocate of sound money um and uh you know the whole taxation is theft movement and that inflation is inherent taxation uh that that kind of informs a whole lot of my thinking when it comes to uh when it comes to uh, money um one of the fundamental questions at hand, as far as I'm concerned, is what is EOS? What is the token? Is it money or is it something else or is it some hybrid of the two? And I hope that we can kind of get into that and how that how that question plays into great question. Into our approach with that. But that's kind of my background where I'm coming from with this. No doubt. And we've got David, a.k.a. Doghouse. What's up, David? Thanks for making the show. Yeah. Hi. Um, uh, what Brendan just said about what is EOS? Um, my feeling is we're a utility token and inflation is only bad if it's wasted. If it's used in a way that we get benefit to the environment and the economy starts to grow from usage, then we've done a good thing. If we've learned how not to do it and it's a small amount of loss, it's a good thing. So let's keep going around. Thank you, David. Let's keep going around with our introductions here. Of course, we've got our most frequent guest for some reason, Eve. <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, for some reason, this is my <laughs> third show. Uh, third, three on seven. Third uh, on seven. Wow. Thanks yeah, for that's, having me on. That was good, on the first one. Then, uh, yeah. Anyways, it's a good batting average. I love this. Uh, I love the show. So n- not not a big introduction for me. Eve Lowell from Yoss Nation. Um, I've been following this particular project for a long time now, and I've been switching back and forth. Uh, so I've been publicly challenging it at the same time. I support parts of it. And so it's the back and forth for me. I really want to see, um, something that that's going to be really strong. That's presented to the community. I think that what was crafted is incredibly well-crafted. So we've got to give the 
give the, the group who crafted it that. Uh, it's extremely, really, really well written. Uh, if you go in uh, and, and you actually spend the time to go in detail and everything, it's very, very well crafted. So uh, no doubt about it. If you have any questions, just go through it, read it. If not, I hope that this panel today will be able to answer a little bit more of the um, the, the behind the scenes, why it was crafted that way. And some of the discussions I think that were had within the group that we're not necessarily privy to, um, they thought about those those particularities in coming up with what is being presented today. I'm uh, hoping to get some of that. Yeah, I agree. Thanks for joining again, Eve. And the one and only Mr. Thomas Cox, first time on the show. Thank you, sir. Hey, glad to be here. Uh, I, I will say that the... Uh, well, my background, not everyone who's watching this is going to know. I worked at Block One for nine months uh, under Dan Larimer and mostly on governance, which includes the uh, ed some edits on the second white paper and uh, primary drafter of the current constitution, which means my fingerprints are on everything that people don't like and everyone has something they don't like, right? Guilty as charged. Uh, so you know, I, I can at least explain what we thought we were thinking at the time we wrote the thing we wrote. Sure. Uh, and it, one of the reasons that WPS is not in the Constitution is because um, A, it was in the white paper, and B, it was in the code. Mm. Uh, and there was no need to duplicate in the text of the Constitution things that were already clearly in the code anyway, and you need a constitutional referendum level uh, to change either one. So we'll just treat them as you know, two halves of a whole, if you will. So the existence of the dot savings account, the existence of you know five percent inflation being hard coded in, um, you know neither of those is mentioned in the Constitution because they don't have to be. And our thinking was, if you put them in two places and you change one of them, now neither one is correct, and you've got this weird internal contradiction. And you can imagine getting a referendum to say change inflation to. 4.6%, and then, but no one changed the constitution to agree to that. And it says five, and now what? Ah! And then people freak out, and then Anarchy. there's Coin Telegraph articles about the chaos in EOS. Right. Yeah. Burning oh, to the ground. Come on. So, you <laughs> they know, don't like us much over there. Well, we, we're, we're good for headlines. That's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> I, oh, I really appreciate you joining here, Thomas. I'm and, sure we're going to have plenty of questions. Yeah. And so, you know, a couple of good things we'll come up with. We'll talk about Austrian economics. Is there such a thing as a public good? Mm. Uh, and I would point out that if we don't want to have inflation, then we should, what, ask block producers to work for free because they're being paid from inflation. That is very and true. I think that the block producers have added tremendous value above and beyond making blocks, which is itself an incredible uh, contribution. And we literally would not exist as a chain without them. So um, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want massive inflation, but we don't want to say that inflation should be zero unless we're prepared to have a very different chain with very different block producers all mm -hmm. working, quote, for free, unquote, or something. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, yeah. We've got another first-time guest, Sharif from EOS Dublin. Hey, man, thanks for joining. Hey, Ash. Um, thanks for being on. It's a pleasure. Um, I suppose I'm Sharif from EOS Dublin, a block producer uh, based in Ireland. Um, with regards to the worker proposal fund, as written, I've kind of got a love-hate relationship with it. I was in one of the early working groups that started to craft it and then kind of stepped away while the guys did it a really thorough job in putting you know, what they've done together. So there's parts in it that I like, there's parts in it that I don't like. I'm interested in having a, a robust debate. S some people asked me uh, which side was I going to be on, and I said I didn't know until today. So 
I, I'm mm -hmm. open-minded. I haven't voted yet. Um, and let's see where the discussion goes. Yeah, thank you, Sharif. I appreciate you coming on. Last but definitely not least, Miles. Hey, Miles, what's up? Hello, everybody. Um, so yeah, I'm Miles Snyder from Aurora EOS. I, like Eve, have kind of gone back and forth on the WPS issue. Um, I think I'm coming around to be more open to the idea, but what I'm most interested in is um, earlier Thomas was saying, like, how do we define the criteria for what would make this good? I think in this case, what we want to do is say, <clears throat> how can we experiment with this? Because it is very experimental while protecting our downside. That's what we really need to be thinking about. How can we do it in a way that's going to, if it goes wrong, cause the least amount of damage to the chain and to the community as possible. Yeah. So I'm interested in, in sort of talking about what the different approaches might be there. Um, and I'm also interested in the discussion about what exactly is EOS, the token, um, like Brandon was saying, is it, is it money? Um, is it a utility token? Is it something else? I have some, I have some thoughts there. And I think how you think about that and how you conceptualize um, the EOS chain does uh, change how you think about the viability of things like the WPS. V very well said. And I think let's start there, Brandon. Would, would you like to make the argument about what is the EOS token? Uh yeah um you could hey by the way important thing about uh this kind of conversation you can always answer the question you wish he'd asked instead that, of the question that's right. that, that, yeah that's free i plan to yeah. no my uh my answer to that is i still don't know um because it matters it, it, if we're talking about inflation right is it a yeah. are we are we thinking it's a store of value or is it something we can inflate and use and spend and you know well yeah i mean store of value is not the only definition of money right a stable store of value um it, EOS tokens and cryptocurrency in general exhibit a whole lot of similarities to money. Um, one of them being that they are popular accepted, a popular accepted commodity in exchange for a good and service, right? Uh, in our ecosystem, if I want, if I want to go and acquire uh, um, system system resources, there's only one thing I can use to do that. Right. And that's that that's EOS tokens. Um, so in everybody on our on our in our ecosystem recognizes it as the the mechanism to claim that. So it does have you know, we say it's a utility token, but it's a popularly accepted utility token that uh, they need to have to be able to get this to be able to obtain some goods and services, whether it's entertainment, um, whether it's whether it's just straight up. Uh, resources on, on the network so it does exhibit a whole lot or a lot of the um the traditional characteristics of money um but it is a little bit different too um so i i tend to lead lean toward we have to take what we know about money and use that to inform how we approach the eos token um since it since We're it's it's so so similar in in effect to what we call money um yeah yeah if it has money like properties does that mean it can only ever be just money or can it also be other things i got to listen to galia bernazzi uh talk about money as being more of an adjective than a noun that things can have moneyness and some things are more money than others and we've all encountered stories of uh, circumstances under which say cigarettes are a form of currency. Mm -hmm. uh, and okay. Does that mean we, we, that we must now forbid the smoking of cigarettes or, or require it or. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
and so yeah, how you how you treat it, it has a lot to do with how you think about it. But it still has properties, whether you acknowledge those properties or not. What are all the properties of the EOS token? Uh, Money is clearly one, but is it the only one, or even the most interesting one? Uh, and if we look at the, you know, how was the EOS mainnet uh, uh, advertised back in, you know, white paper one, white paper two, crowd sale, and so on? You know, we're talking like world computer on steroids. We're talking about we're going to change the, you know, change humanity's future by allowing people to cooperate and interact on this smart contract platform uh, that, you know, breaks barriers and, and exceeds thresholds previously thought un, un, unbeatable. So, you know, it, it's got to have, if it doesn't have utility, then what about the apps that are, that are showing up? You know, they, they must have some utility because people are using them. Uh, we've got, we have a lot of things that are possible. Uh, I just was reading about uh, Zim, the, uh, the big shipping company, that is going to be saving quote billions unquote per year uh, on, on automating, not with EOS as far as we know, but automating uh, shipping manifests for, for big container ships. It currently takes days or weeks from the time a ship leaves port before you can say, oh, by the way, here's what's on board. I mean, literally days to weeks. It's like paper based. It's crazy. Uh, and they would, they blockchainified it and it's now like an hour, two hours. Uh, and so the banks actually know what, risks they're running, insurance companies know what's on board. You might know where your shipment is, you know, in almost real time. Uh, and, you know, is that a function of money? No. Is it a function of a blockchain? Yes. Okay. So there's a lot more going on here than, than mere money, but we don't want to ignore the moneyness of EOS. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that was kind of the point I was making there is that, that because it exhibits so many characteristics of money, although it exhibits others also, we should take what we know about money and make sure that we're applying that logic to this. We can adopt other thought processes too, but but so let's not ignore it. The subtext here is none of us like inflation, right? Hey, show yeah, I mean, that, 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 anybody yeah. like inflation myself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the main argument against WPS, right? It's, oh, it's going to be inflation. It's going to be used actually, actually, there's, there's, you could say, uh, disliking inflation might be a reason to dislike a, a WPS in the abstract. If you feel that way, it's a great reason to love the WPS proposal. Okay, tell us uh, more about that. Well, uh, I would defer to one of the guys who actually worked on the writing of it, either uh, David or, or Brandon. But my, my, my understanding as a reader is that it, it burns like 96% of the tokens currently saved. Mm. It's the very first thing it does. And then it burns everything else month by month until something else happens. So it's like six months of burning and then a small set aside of, you know, 4% of this currently saved tokens for a very aggressive uh, learning loop and a whole series of learning experiments. Like, and that's the that's one very interesting. That's the one bit that I really don't like. Right. So we've got, can we like something first before we just dislike it? <laughs> one thing you do like, Sharif, before you tell us the many things you don't like, please. <laughs> so, okay, I, I, I like R&D, I like tech, I like things advancing, I like people building cool things, I like things getting better every week and every month, right? I think that only happens with investment. Uh, we've got $57 million at today's price um, that was literally just printed out of out of thin air, which exists on servers, but somehow we've got the market to believe that we have a value here, which we can use for real things, right? We can use for developing software, we can use for 
um, marketing, we can use for legal advice, we can use for so, so many things. So to, to me, the, the argument against inflation shouldn't take us to immediately burn what we already have. Let's reduce the inflation rate um, if, uh, until we know what we're, we're doing with that money. Doesn't an effective, doesn't a, a binding burn order effectively reduce inflation? But why not just cut inflation in half to two and a half percent? Because then if you want to ramp it back up again, it's harder. It's easier to stop a burn than it is to, to convince the community to ramp up more inflation. But at the moment, we don't know what we're doing with the money anyway, right? So I, I, don't, I, I don't believe that burning now makes it easier to not burn in the future. I, I think we're setting a really bad precedent if that's what we're doing. Okay, so, so it sounds so, like you don't like the current WPS proposal because it doesn't do something else that you would, you would hypothetically like done. So, I, yeah, so I, I don't like the burn. To me, it's a savings pot. We don't know what we're doing with it. It's a rainy day. It should be just locked aside until, you know, we build a proper WPS system and test that, you know, as a community, we're able to spend resources in an efficient way to deliver value, to, to, to deliver an ROI based on that, that investment. But, that, that, but that's a small point, right? So I, I'm, I'm not voting for or against it because that burn is in, I'll, I'll, I'll vote on the proposal as a whole. Um, I have a question, Sharif. If you could spend right now $50 million Ooh. and it would influence all of those people who didn't want to spend any future money to be willing to spend future money, would you do it on 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 future uh, R and D? If I could spend it to influence, if uh, you could spend it to influence them to give you the green light to do R and D in the future, to to spend more on R and D in the future, would you do it? Because that's what that burn is. We're trying to take all the burners out there and convince them that this is a good deal for them if they're into burning and spend okay. that money on them to support giving us a mechanism whereby we can start to experiment. It's like another project, right? You're, you're yep. spending money to burn to try to bridge the people who aren't necessarily in favor of WPS, they're in favor of burning. So it's, so it's a project to help them. Yes, David, go ahead, man. Just jump in anytime. Um, uh, I have a tendency to overtalk other people so okay. trying to be patient. Um, don't think of the CDF. Let's stop calling it WPS. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's call the CDF. Um, we'll get not, to Eve later. That's a fail, but anyways. <laughs> <laughs> change change uh, the name eight months in to try and rebrand something. That all right, all right. But anyways. The, 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 the referendum is also called WPS, so it's... <laughs> Uh, okay, go that ahead. That was ahead. a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the CDF is not a um, what it is, rather than what it isn't. It is a mechanism that we've designed to uh, curate and control that large, uh, very attractive fund to protect it and defend it. Um, we're burning it in order to save it. If we allow just a simple burn order, just get rid of inflation, then we've cut off any future opportunity 
for using it for other projects that we haven't thought of yet. If we do what we've done now and uh, put in a regular burn to keep the pot at zero, we satisfy the, the medium to extreme level arsonists while at the same time, <laughs> while at the same time uh, have funds and uh, a goal to build the R&D system. I, I, understand, I understand the distaste you have for destroying something that's already been created. It's sort of like burning shitty books. Burning books in general is a just distasteful activity, but we're burning old copies of Reader's, Reader's Digest. You used to have a lot of value back hey. in the day. Uh, so, so I think one of the TV fundamental guy, arguments here is, you know, the people that are against W uh, comment, whatever, the fund, I'm calling it the fund. People who are against the fund think that either, you know, we've talked about the inflation, but also that the marketplace, private enterprise could do a better job, a more efficient job. And yes, sometimes it may take more time, but we know that the market feedback is there and the efficiency will result from that. You know, does anybody want to pick, does anyone want to- I disagree that with that very strongly. Okay, tell us why. Um, giving it to a government and saying, spend this well would create useless bureaucracy. Okay. Giving it to a private company and saying spend it well would not, with the feedback speeds that we have right now, would not encourage good behavior. It would encourage feather bedding and profiteering. And we've already seen a few people sniffing around the edges saying, hey, we've got a project we're going to charge you $20 million a year for. It's really cheap. Miles, jump in here, man. I know you've got an economics background. You can see him thinking. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I'm kind of still listening. I, I, to okay. be honest, this is one of those issues where I have a really hard time coming to, to a decision. Um, I think that, like a lot of people here, I am open to the idea of doing something with those funds. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm still not decided on what exactly the best way to do that is. Sure. Um, and I don't think we'll ever have the best way to do it. Yeah. yeah there's this, never this is what David. Uh, wanted. Yeah. Go, go ahead. Way, Brent. I'm sorry. The only way we get to find what the best way is, is by trying things. Right? Yes. 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 Brent, Brandon, go ahead. I know you've got a hard stop in about 25 minutes, but, but, but let, let's, let's talk about the idea of not doing it perfectly. Just, you know, getting out there and experimenting with it. Okay. I'm after Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's, there's multiple steps that we're proposing to take. One of the one of the last steps that ends up happening is that we'll be dividing up that flow of funds, the ongoing flow of funds, into five separate streams, and each of those separate streams will be it that will it will take ten percent of the uh, of the inflation coming in, or ten percent of the total. Of, no, ten percent of the inflation coming in. So 04 percent after BP. Yeah, after BP. So 0.4% will be flowing into each of these streams. Each of those streams will become its own independent WPS. So what that means is, and we're going to, one of the roles of, of that bootstrap committee that, that's put together with this is to curate a competition where five independent WPS governance structures get launched so that we can experiment 
on five different parallel programs while absolutely limiting the maximum damage that it can do to the to the system. And by the way, each of those five are going to require constitutional level uh, a vote on each of those to, to pass each of those. Um, David, you want to fill in some gaps there where I missed? Well, I'm not sure they'll require a constitutional, but we went back on that, back and forth on that last night, and you make a good argument. Um, the the five categories uh, that Brandon's talking about is a perfect way to experiment. So if somebody decides that we really should get a professional team of, uh, that makes a profit and they should govern WPS, then vote to give them one of the categories. If they want to run it like a hedge fund, then you can give them a category. And what do you mean, run it like a hedge fund? Tell us more about that. Brian. Where they have they have key performance indicators. They have actual metrics that they establish on what success means. Uh, what you know, trying to figure out one of the hard things that we have here with any project that comes forward is how do we measure that there's an actual return on value? No doubt. We Absolutely. went into this recognizing that we don't have an answer for that. But we're not going to sit here and say that there is no answer for it. So we wanted to create a, a mechanism whereby the community could identify, well, maybe there is an answer to it. Let's take one of those five streams and we'll, we'll put together this program. These are the metrics we're going to be using to judging whether there's a success or not. And that's what we're going to hold ourselves accountable to. And rather than taking the full 4% flow and possibly really screwing things up, they get a, a 0.4% flow very slow, very minimal. The maximum amount of damage they can do is, 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 uh, is limited. Now, what's nice about that is it's transparent. If it works, then the other four, then the other four streams can adopt their, those processes. So at least there's some competition built internal for, for, for yeah, man, yeah. managing this stuff. You know, one thing that I remember, I think EOS weekly said a long time ago was, Hey, we have block producers. Why don't we have code producers or something other producers and it, it was like a way to try to use uh, a fund of some sort to build out and it sounds like that's kind of what you have done i mean it's not just for code like their original um recommendation but well, what are those brandon what are those five different streams that would be managed independently with each other go ahead david david you told uh, it's infrastructure community development uh, miscellaneous and oversight. And do you want more definition? Uh, no, that, that, that's quite all right. Uh, those, so infrastructure, I think most people, that's their first toe into being okay with a fund, you know, like Saeed was saying the other day, uh, if we use worker proposals or if we used a fund to build out IBC, then we would be so far ahead of almost every other chain. Uh, you infrastructure know, would be the roads that you don't want to build. I, I, I think building digital businesses is more my thing. I don't like as much manual labor these days, David, but um, <laughs> no, I but think I, go ahead. Moss. Well, I was saying that like for a lot of people, what you, when you have inflation in a system like this, what that means is that um, in order for the, the value of the chain to stay the same, you need that amount of new money coming into the system to effectively uh, uh, cancel out the, the effects of the inflation. And so when you have something like worker proposal system, 
the idea in its in its best form is that you're going to inflate the the supply to some extent, but the value that's created by whatever is built using those funds is actually going to to exceed the value of the new money that would sort of need to, to come in um, in order to cancel out that inflation. But exactly. what Brandon was saying is that it's very difficult to actually measure that value um, because it's not it's not um, it's not necessarily um, tangible and these markets are super volatile and all that. So, you know, you could do a worker proposal system, someone builds something really cool, but the price of EOS goes down for whatever reason, because these markets are crazy. Because um, Bitcoin went down and everything is linked. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's not um, sort of a direct feedback loop um, based on that. But I think you can also paint some sort of more broad strokes, like, like Saeed was saying, which is that like, if we use WPS to fund IBC, like, that is real, real value if that gets built. And maybe it's not immediately reflected in the market cap, but I think we could all be in agreement that that, um, you know, as long as we don't, we don't spend $50 million get, getting IBC built. Right. Um, but I think everyone would agree that that creates real value. And if we're, if we're not considering the EOS token as a store of value, which I don't think it is, then, then less- Are you saying that it's not a store of value? I'm or saying it's not it's, just a store of value? I'm saying that I don't consider it a store of value. It hasn't uh, been a store of value. Heretic. I, I don't think. <laughs> it's a store of utility. A it's store a store of, of utility. Thank you. Yeah. But, I mean, we can get into, we can get into to semantics, but so the it, word value when it's applied to money doesn't apply, doesn't, doesn't just apply to what can be bought. It applies to the amount of satisfaction it can give you. And so if, if uh, it is store, if it does store utility, then it is storing value. Sure. If you, if, if yeah, that it does store value on CPU and net, right? it is it, an extremely well, an extremely solid store of value. If you're talking about money in terms of store of value, and your your in purchasing uh, power of bread, of value is fiat or bread, right? Then perhaps it's not an effective store of value right now because it's linked to. It's paired with Bitcoin, et cetera, but it is an extremely good sort of value. If it's, you've got 1% of the tokens, you've got 1% of CPU, right? That's what it is. And I think that's the key point that people miss actually, Eve, is that, okay, inflation, if you put an Austrian hat on it, it decreases in value. We've already talked about that. The amount of CPU that you'll get for an EOS will be more next year than this year because of techno technological advances. So already today with the latest 1.6 patch, we, we have a, a roughly 32% gain on overall performance. But the, econ the, economist infrastructure. Would, the economist would say compared to what, right? Mm -hmm. If you're yes. saying compared to what it is today, that's not the argument we're making. If we're saying compared to what it would be tomorrow without the inflation, then it's actually less. Yeah, it's, it's actually because what the EOS token is at its core is a claim on the, you know, it's a pro rata claim on access to the network's resources, whatever mm -hmm. they may be. So if the, the, if the entire resources of the network go up, then you, you still have 1%. Um, that means that, that the sort of total amount of resources you have access to goes up because inflation went up. Um, but if, if you have, uh, or sorry, because- um, The opposite. Technology, if, Sorry, if you I'm, have I'm one EOS today out of 1 billion, um, and then tomorrow there's 1.5 billion, but you still only have one, your, uh, your access to resources actually went down because of inflation. In, yes, in that's exactly what I'm saying. If you're processing power to actually do work with your token, it has probably gone up. 
Right, but and it's not the inflation that causes the increase in performance, but they do seem to be correlated through time. And if we continue to see improvements in the technical capacity of the chain to deliver, you know, CPU and, and deliver value, then okay. That's where there's an increase, yes. Yeah, and, and you'd increase more if you had less inflation, obviously, which is yes. one of the reasons I like the burn aspect of the proposal. David's raising his hand. David, you're muted. Now you're not. Uh, yeah. If, if we can go back to uh, the WPS and not the very philosophical issue of inflation, um, which we won't solve here. I, I don't I think we're going to. I would say, no, that's not true at all, David, that in fact, the, the burn provision burning 96% of the savings has a very real impact on actual inflation. Yes, and that's part of the issue, I think, with this proposal is that it's linking separate ideas together. And I'm not saying I, I'm for that's called legislation. That's an issue with certain people where they're saying, why did you link two completely separate ideas? Now, the answer to that is we thought, not me, we, but you thought from what I'm being told that linking these two completely separate concepts would increase the chances of this uh, to be to be fair, so they're not separate concepts because yeah. it's fund management. So they're both aspects of managing the same fund. But I, I, I want to get off inflation if we can. Um, well, that's the sticky point. But it's right? in the proposal. It's in the proposal. That's the whole point. It's in the code. No, no, sorry. You, the, the inflation portion of trying to reduce inflation by burning tokens is in the proposal. And hey, so you can't talk yes, about the proposal I got a question for you. about that. Eve, I got a question for you. How much money do you have to spend to win the support of a burner? None. You, you just burn it. How much inflation do you have to burn? That, that, that's the point. Is it's an yeah, So you're asking like, is 96% not enough type of deal? No, no, no. I'm asking, I'm, I'm saying, do you recognize that, that, you can get support of people that don't want a WPS by spending a certain amount of money on them. Yeah, I agree. So the ninety-six okay. percent, let's say, is is. Are you asking? Is that not enough? Perhaps no. I'm just. I'm just. I. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm setting up. Uh, I'm. I'm testing the logic here. That does it make <laughs> sense that we're spending money to get burners to support a WPS? That's what you're trying to Brendan, do. Brendan, how dare nobody, you bring logic? Nobody can be happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, the, the, so the, the full-on burners will tell you that just taking that one million is already too much. If they're full-on burners, like the like I only want to burn 100%, let's okay. say, then they'll and say then, a million too much. In this right. And then I would ask them, how much money are you willing to spend to get the people that want to spend 25 million tokens to burn it? Can you repeat that question? You're I would trying ask trying to burner. find a happy medium, right? You're trying okay. to find where can we where yes. can we agree exactly. that we disagree, but say let's do something, let's exactly. at least progress by doing something. Yeah, and, 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 and some of the people that were against this specifically have mentioned that point as a showstopper. Now that's just they that's all, just some people. I don't think that that's going to be the whole showstopper. The one that I see, the the one argument that I see that is throughout, regardless of burners or not, because some people are not on the burning side and still not in agreement right now with, with this particular proposal. And their showstopper is the, the, yeah. the, uh, the committee yeah. itself. 
Yeah. When it, when it comes to the burning, here's the thing. If if a burner chooses to vote no on this, they are losing the opportunity to burn 96 to 99% of the existing tokens. And if the community does nothing else and doesn't pass another referendum related to WPS, they're missing the opportunity to burn 100% of future flows. Yes. So, but that's flawed logic in the sense that if you don't vote for this, you're voting against burning. That's not true because you could just start another proposal. Well, there is an opportunity cost here. There is another proposal that has more votes. That's not actionable. It doesn't actually yeah. give instructions. It's just a poll. It's not properly written. Fair enough. But that's not what I'm saying. Uh, there is another way to start another proposal that just talks about inflation. So by saying if you don't vote for this proposal, it's because you're against burning. That's not true. No, no, that's what that's what people are saying, though, that they're, they didn't vote for it because they don't like the one million that's getting spent. Yeah, but I, I think I agree with Eve here, which is that it's your own your option to if you're a, if you're a full on burner, your option to burn the, the EOSIO dot savings fund. Um, this proposal isn't your only option. Someone could spin up another proposal and it could be, um, you know. Right. We have yet to see, we have yet to see any proposal cross what, 2%? Yeah. So that's actually an issue that I I wanted to discuss. So they have to get everybody to vote for this one because it's been a week and we have yet to see another well-crafted proposal. Exactly. So so actually my my, uh, prediction, um, with all due respect to everyone that wrote this proposal and a bunch of the other ones is that, I don't think any of these proposals are going to hit fifteen percent in the time frame. I've got um, a I've got a standing bet with David that that's that go. that's what I believe also. Yeah. Um. That that we're not going to get to one hundred and fifty. That was the point of trying to convince both sides to find value in what we're doing. Get the burners to say yes. There's value here. So, and, Brandon, I actually believe that it's not necessarily a function of you guys not providing proper value. I think it's just a function of the immaturity of of this system. And the fact that yeah, um, perhaps and I do, yeah, and I, I I really appreciate you trying to bridge the gap here, Brandon. Fifteen percent is probably not fit for purpose. Yeah, I mean that, that's the thing is that we don't fifteen percent. I mean Thomas was probably more, or Thomas was in those conversations. Why they picked fifteen percent over something else? I'm sure that they're, you know, that at some point they just had to say. Let's ask him. Yeah. No, so so there's there's more to I mean, maybe there's hold on, more to it. Hold on, Eve. Go ahead, Thomas. Maybe there was more to it than that. So, so why pick a threshold of 15%? Well, it was clear from the design that block one would have a 10% chunk of votes available to it. Uh, and so if you set the threshold at 10%, you're saying that block one can steer the ship at any time, any way it wants to, and they become the fiduciary of the system. And now they're legally responsible for everything that happens. And as it is, if there were some sort of existential threat that, you know, we needed to get the 15% or the chain dies, we can cobble together 5% from investors and block one would, you know, heave itself off its throne and, and condescend to vote. And then we'd steer clear of the rocks. So yeah, 15% was considered plausible that a, a sufficiently uh, pressing concern could get, you know, enough votes from the general population to get there. And it would be high enough that block one would be uh, safe from charges of being in control. Because then you say, well, why should I bother to vote? Block one can, it's a 10% threshold. Block one has 10%. Let them just do things. What's wrong with them? Yes. And and that's garbage. It's garbage. It is a public mainnet. It cannot be controlled by one party. It must not be controlled by one party or a number of bad things happen and, and nothing good happens. 
Yeah, so uh, let, let me reframe your question. What are, what are the fundamental values that this particular proposal uh, could be seen as defending? Uh, and I'm seeing several. One is that we want to reduce effective inflation while keeping our options open for the future. I know that Sharif voiced uh, his preference for the opposite, to keep the balance but drop the, the rate of inflation, which is a perfectly valid uh, alternative view. It's the opposite of the one that I think that this legislation proposal uh, supports. There's the sense that the WPS right now, the, the dot savings fund is a huge honeypot. And there's general fear that large holders may vote themselves money from the public purse, which we all know is, you know, part of the, the implosion path of all democracies. Uh, and then there's a sense that experimentation is good. So if you simultaneously believe that inflation should be minimized, that experimentation should be maximized and that honeypots should be um, minimized or, or gotten rid of. This seems to me like it's, it's um, intending to defend those three positions simultaneously. I think it does a decent job of those things. Mm. Um, but there are other things that it's not doing. Um, it's not a, an, an anti-inflation maximalist position. Um, and I think that the anti-inflation maximalists will probably ignore it for a while vote for their own proposal, fail to get anything close to 15%, and then have to go, well, if I can't get my 100% position, I'll take 96%. Mm -hmm. um, if they're smart. If they're not smart, then they'll just die on the hill of 100% or nothing, which seems... And in the meantime, people will keep making stuff. The funds will not be... Flowing. Oh, yeah, this is... Yes. It's not either or. It's not, you know, a work proposal and we'll, or these we'll make them. That the change doesn't necessarily need WPS because stuff is still being done right now without requiring extra funds. There is 1% inflation. And, and, is, and, and Eve, if we take you seriously, then anytime any BP ever makes anything, then that the fact they made something without, without public funds means that no public funds should ever be spent on anything ever. And okay, does that include block production? Because BPs are living off inflation. So uh, don't tell me that public funds aren't valuable. All the BPs are living off of it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll challenge that the BPs, most BP operations are not profitable. In the I know I have not taken any salary in the last 10 months. Uh, none of our founders have. I know that the teams that are giving themselves salary are running at a deficit. The teams that are providing a lot of value are running at a deficit. Uh, and, but that's a, that's a product of the EOS token uh, in fiat conversion is, is low. But the idea right now that the block producers are making a lot of money for the value they provide is, in my opinion, absolutely false. The I, I, right now are the ones that are creating most of the value. And the, the block producers, standby block producers, I include everybody. Well, hang on. It sounds like you're saying that, that because BPs make more value than a WPS that doesn't exist that somehow no. they should be put in opposition to each other instead of us having no, both. No. I'm saying that what we're going to see most likely is this process of the of CDF is going to, so the referendum is going to take such a long time to pass. That was the premise. You're saying we're going to go with the maximalist won't vote and then they'll propose their own thing. And then after a while, they're going to switch to 96% because that's the best bet. In that period of time, what I'm saying is time keeps going, time keeps going, time keeps going. Until we actually have something at the very end, we're going to have possibly a year go by, six months go, whatever, a long period of time, we're going to see that stuff still gets done. 
Yeah, and then perhaps by then we're going to see, do we even need WPS because stuff is getting done regardless. You know, I, I'm just throwing that out as, as, as a possibility that through this period of time, we've seen I, that stuff gets done. We might see that more stuff gets done. And so people that might be in favor of WPS now might no longer be in favor of WPS later because they'll see that things have been getting done during this period of time. And I believe, Brandon, we'll come to you just one sec, David. Uh, and Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not just, uh, okay, this referendum gets approved and then the spigots start flowing forever. It has to be revoted or there's some, there's some look back here, some, some loop back. Yeah, so, so the structure that we built into this is that a, uh, a, a second multi-sig contract that we're calling .wps, which I understand is a little bit confusing when we're trying to call the whole thing uh, the Commons Development Fund. But um, we're going to create a, there'll be a, a separate uh, account, um, multi-sig account signed by seven individuals. That slate of electors is included and transparent in the in the um, in the vote. So everybody can can look at who, who will be on that that uh I like to call it a, a bootstrap committee. Yeah, the round um, table of sorts. That then only then one million tokens gets transferred to them for a six month window, mm. right? And then what's left over in dot savings that other twenty three twenty two million twenty three by the time it happens that all gets burned. Okay, after six months is up, or the that six month window is when they're going to be opening up invitations for alternative programs to. Uh, not after during yeah during that during that six months is when they will when they will hold this competition or or curate this competition we can say to uh to have these other these other streams come on board as these streams come on board uh the that committee steps back in its powers more and more after mm -hmm. six months what's left over of that one million tokens gets transferred back to dot savings and burned Right. Okay. And 1 million tokens, people, is not that much money. I mean, we're talking about, you know, two and a half million dollars here is, is I mean, we're, we're building a, a freaking digital global economy that hopefully will support thousands of profitable businesses one day. And we're squabbling around about two and a half million dollars. And, and I want to help say, possibly I, 10, I, 20, I have to, as well. I, yeah, no I, doubt. So, not much. I have to drop off, but I, I yeah. just wanted to say one one other thing before I drop off. Sure. Um, at twenty dollars a token, we would currently have half a billion dollars in that fund. Okay, that is not a small amount. That's the that's the size of funds that people get suicided over, mm -hmm. right? Um, we don't see a lot of sniffing around the edges right now because we're at two dollars a token. But if if tokens do go up again in the future, <laughs> that the the amount of pressure toward corruption is going to skyrocket in this fund if we leave that much money there. One of the reasons we need to burn it is because we didn't spend it, mm. and now it is so big. There's so much in there in that big fund or in dot savings that if we get a spike in price, the pressure toward corruption to be able to abuse what is currently collected is going to be through the roof. It took six months for us to get a referendum contract. Unfortunately, it did. So we couldn't spend that money. Okay. If we could have, maybe we would have, but we didn't. And now it is a big risk sitting there um, when it, 
when it comes to uh, the possibility for corruption. So what we did is we came up with a system that we believe absolutely neuters any that uh, that bootstrap committee down to just one million tokens, and then it restricts any future flows. Um, yeah, we just think that it's it's the best way to handle the systemic risk that is increasing daily in by the virtue of dot savings existing and getting bigger. You know, it, it really pleases me that your Austrian background and and rightful concern of inflation is driving your you know ability to try to bridge the gap between people who want to burn and people who want to spend, spend, spend. You know, I, I think you've done a good mm, job. I object to, to the that. spend, spend, spend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, mean, I, think, I think this is good. So I think I understand Brandon's position a little bit more today after the call. So let's say uh, I'm guessing that Brandon was in the calls over the last six months for this W this CDF um, working group. If Brandon was not in the group, it is possible that that group would have had a higher than 1 million request. It's possible that the burning um, portion of this proposal would not have been in there. Uh, and so I do, I do commend that. And, and that's, that's where it touches me more is that part of the burning and that part of the Austrian economic side of things. What I would ask Brandon is why don't you draft a proposal to just burn everything? Proper, I don't, be, because I don't believe it'll pass. I don't believe it'll attract enough votes. Mm. And that, yeah. that's, the, that's the reason why I coupled myself with, with this WPS is that I, I, I thought that the only way to restrict, I thought 4% of inflation was crazy mm. and unneeded. And I thought the only way to restrict that was to, was to was try to allocate and, 1 million first and then burn. That's it, to get the votes to burn. Seems reasonable. I mean, seems I know, it's a, it's, I know it's a strategy. The one, the one million dollars is the, or the one million tokens is the price that that I believe that uh, mm. that um, that burners have to spend to be able to burn the rest. Yeah, I think uh, through all of this, we just need to give yeah. it more time. It's been a week in. That's it, really. really yeah, it. No, I agree with you. And I think that a lot of the votes that have happened, especially on the no side, have happened as knee-jerk votes that, of people who haven't done in-depth due diligence on what we created. I think when they do their due diligence, they mm -hmm. will see that this is a very aggressive burn. Yep. But they're not, they're not going to do that. There is a no lot of security built into this. And, and some Brandon, people are just. Will you repropose this if it doesn't pass um, in the time frame? Will I repropose it? Is that what you're yeah, saying? I'm just curious if, like, I think we all we all see that there's a big risk that it just doesn't hit the 15 million, uh, or sorry, 15 percent threshold. Um, well, if it didn't work once, I don't I don't believe it would work a second time. As is, I think the community would have to revisit it and restructure and and try and come up with something better. Um, I'd be scared. I mean, like I say, every day the dot savings accumulates more funds, it increases the systemic risk to the to the chain. Uh, I, I agree see with that. at least once a week, a BP or people who are associated with BPs suggesting that savings should be used to raise BP price, uh, BP rewards. I mean, nobody's so gonna get elected in for that. So. <laughs> some I people can get elected in no matter what they do. Seriously, well, I would say that that's a, that that's a perfect project to propose to the infrastructure, the infrastructure uh, um, category once it's established. So, so, BP you know, well, stabilization, yes. BP pillaging that savings account, no. Uh, 
Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I'm not too concerned about that. I'm, I'm more concerned about the miscellaneous av- revenue of, of the current proposal. Um, so maybe we can talk about, you know, what projects. I, I got to drop off you guys. All right, hey, yeah, Brian, I, I, I got to drop off as well. Yeah. I appreciate you guys. Hey, I love the, uh, the Rothbard shirt there, Brandon, and you be, you being part of this whole WPS common development fund, whatever has definitely helped me have more confidence in it. So thank you for your role in that. I appreciate it. No, it's been a lot of fun. And you know, David and I, we we see things very differently, but it has been it has been quite a ride. And I can honestly say, and I didn't think I would say this at the beginning of that process when I first um, started working with David, that I have a friend in David. So ah, it's, been, great. it's been awesome um, getting to that point. So that's great. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Take care. Yeah. Miles, you've got to head off as well. Well, yes, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. Uh, you know, you've got a great economic mind. You, you love this stuff and I always find value in what you offer. So thanks. For thanks. Coming. Yeah. Looking forward to, uh, to watching the replay to, to hear the rest of the conversation. No doubt. All right. Thanks guys. So, so, so I'd like to drive the conversation back to something that Thomas was talking about earlier is that um, I think it's pretty objective at this point that inflation can be used to create value because the block producers are living on inflation. That's the idea. That's the idea that we were sold that inflation was going to be used to pay the block producers. We weren't going to have the gas problems like that Ethereum does. And so th- this is how we fund our network. So Thomas, would you like to keep running with that argument? Because I think it's, it's clear and it's pretty strong. Well, one of the things that makes block, produce, block production the ideal thing to pay uh, to, to use inflation to pay for is that objectively everybody benefits from block production. Right. Literally, without them, there's no blocks and there's no chain. So, if you want to have a blockchain, then you need someone to produce blocks, and we should all probably pay for it more or less equally in proportion to our, our holdings. So, inflation is a tax, unquestionably. Um, and the most perfect definition of a quote unquote public good is block production on a blockchain. Literally everyone benefits from it. You benefit from it arguably in proportion to your holdings and inflation, you know, takes from you in proportion to your holdings. So uh, it's not wrong or bad. It is in fact, I would say probably the ideal uh, mechanism for paying for uh, something as universally consumed as, as block production. I, I wouldn't necessarily call block production a utility though, because without the block production, there is no block, there, there's no blockchain. Well, you have to say so that existence that, has utility. Like, and if existence doesn't have utility, then I don't know what your definition of utility you're using. It's like, it's like utility square. <laughs> so because without the blocks, you have no blockchain. So it's utility square. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I think you just made my point. Yeah. <laughs> If existence doesn't have utility, we can't even argue against it. Because I, I, totally randomly, I have this on my desk. Oh, nice! One so, of the best. It's one of you my. Can't see the one on the back side of my laptop screen. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. have to. We, we we are uh, Freedom Proxy is obviously purchased. Our vote is purchased by cool EOS block producer swag. <laughs> so uh, just throwing that out there, you know, in the in the name of transparency here, Thomas. Um, it's all good. So what? Uh, <laughs> And I will say thank you for, for mentioning Freedom Proxy, um, for being transparent. We are definitely trying to lead the charge there. Um, as always, the, these uh, EOS radios are sponsored by Freedom Proxy, non-monetarily, just with passion and energy. If, you, if you're a free market person and you appreciate transparency, then check us out. You know, If you want to vote 
for us, then we appreciate that. And if you don't want to vote for us, we appreciate that as well. Oh, one bit of context uh, as we're talking about, essentially the, the big picture here is how do we as a community help make, make sure that good stuff happens. And so far the BPs have done a lot of wonderful, wonderful things. They've done, you know, everything block one hasn't done, but that it's still useful has come from block producers pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, and then as James, who's like, yes, and as James. Uh, and there's a new proposal uh, being put together by uh, EOS New York for a, a volunteer fund mm-hmm. that people would just donate money to, and it would look at proposals, and it would operate kind of in parallel with uh, mm-hmm. this, the Commons Development Fund, but instead of being funded by the 1 million tokens, and you propose pieces of work, this would be propose your work, we'll put it out Kickstarter style, and people will fund it. Uh, it's and that's, I think, a lovely additional path. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Yeah, I hope they. I hope that gets built out. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason we need to vote on that. Uh, no. Right. No, of course not. Voluntary. You it's can't all stop private them. money. It's all private. Right. right. Yeah. You can't stop them because we don't have an oppressive state here. I've got the power. Stop the freedom. <laughs> when, you're, when you're giving money as well, the proposal is not that you're giving money for a particular. Uh, project is that you're giving money in a fund, which then is used for projects. Right. Um, which might be a downside. I know that's something that you got to read the text. Yeah. But yes. Yeah. Um, so uh, some people have had the idea that every, so, so let's just make an assumption that this referendum passes and we have this fund at our disposal. Okay. Yes. There are some people that think that at that point, we need to have uh, votes within the worker proposal system on what types of projects get passed, but who knows what to what granularity. And then others like me believe that if we do pass this money in the referendum for WPS, and we have this fund, then it should be a much smaller working group of, of people who have experience maybe building or finding value early on the, who deploy the funds, you know, does anybody want to comment on the two, the two options there, David? <laughs> um, it's not two options. It's a spectrum. Okay. The, the way the bootstrap or emergency committee is set up is that uh, we will recommend if a proposal passes the criteria and we will explain the recommendation or why we withheld a recommendation. This is all transparent. And the community has to vote. Um, There will also be, uh, uh, because there's five streams, there's a possibility that one stream might be a pure vote system, pure democracy. Okay. Um, There might be another stream that is run by a professional, uh, uh, professional team that gets a good salary and they, vet everything uh, according to corporate structure. Mm. Um, there's, there's also the possibility that one group, uh, one, one stream rather, is selected to be run entirely by Sharif as the benign dictator. They, all of these are possible. No, thanks. Of course, Sharif, <laughs> I, I expect to be brought to your island when you- Yeah, no thanks. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question about that part, David. So that's one of my concerns with the current proposal is how realistic is it that, it, so it, get pa- it gets passed today, okay, let's say. How realistic is it that in six months you can do all of this with the emergency committee? The emergency committee isn't creating the proposals. The community has to create the proposals. 
There's a lot of talent in the EOS community and a lot of passion. And rather than pissing on EOS, uh, pissing on CDF for not being um, what the, the unicorn they imagined, I would hope that the community uses this opportunity to create what they want and compete head to head with the other categories and replace them uh, with the ones that work. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the features that the emergency committee is going to be reviewing in this curation process is, does this proposal have a removal process? So if you create a category governance structure and that stream behaves badly, can we remove it? That's one of the key features, nothing else. Not, is this democratic, is this, um, is this autocratic, but rather, can it be removed if it doesn't work? My hope is that during the period that the emergency committee exists, that we see some failures. We see some projects that were important, that were voted on, that the community passed, and that we had to withhold funding from after they started because they didn't hit their milestones in order to show that the system works. I also hope there are some failures of governance in the next couple of years where a stream is selected and it doesn't work and the community with just pulls it and puts a new new option. I'm looking so forward to failure. I want to I, learn. We're going to leave this. What I'm, what I'm asking, you didn't really answer the question is, how realistic is it that in six months, you'll actually get a proposal, the emergency committee will be able to review, it's then gonna go back to referendum, meet the threshold of the time passed, then start working on it, and then actually fail. Six months, in my opinion, is too short. How realistic is it that in six months after it passes, the emergency committee no longer exists? Do you want the honest answer or do you want the politically polite answer? Six months is not realistic. And I think that the timing realistic is more no likely a, a year I, or even I, more than a year. I and would hope that to the have the challenge of after six months explaining to the people why after six months, the emergency committee still exists instead of just saying from the get go, listen, six months is not realistic. We're going to be here for a while. And uh, we're not getting more funding time. without another referendum. No. So then what's going to happen is you're not going to burn the million tokens that left over because you will not have been given enough time to be able to do something with it. I have and more I faith that's in the, part of the problem with the current proposal. I, I understand your pessimism and cynicism, but I have more faith pessimism. in the passion of the community. We see that it takes a really long time just to get people to vote on something. But it's not pessimism. We, we see it. it. It will take a while. And we see that every project that we've done so far takes a while. It, realistically, it's, it's not as simple. Like people say, we're going to do IBC. IBC is not one thing. It's many components. And all those take a really long time. And even when all those are being worked on, you need to then bring them back together. It will be very similar with what's being proposed in the CDF at that point. Six months. I'm not saying it's pessimistic. It's not realistic. Real, realistically, the emergency can you asked me, I answered. six months. You asked me and I answered. I So what if it didn't have a six-month limit? What if it was just, we give you X funds, we agree these funds are small enough. This is an exploratory amount. Yeah, well, you, we're, yeah. we're no longer talking about the proposal as written. Yeah. Which is yeah. more uh, well, no, Thomas, Thomas, the proposal as written has enough flexibility built in that if the community wants it to keep going without more funds, that it could go for another three or four months, most likely. Um, 
However, I think that's what that's, scares people. But there is no intention for that, and there's no um, there's no mechanism for that. There's we could create one and then ask the community to vote on it, but that would be a, almost a second referendum. So, look, this is a project. It will. Uh, it's going to be an experiment to see if the community can step up and do what they're demanding. Either they do it and we have the categories, or they don't do it and we find a solution. The solution is likely going to be we wash our hands and say, screw it. We committed two years of our lives to you guys, and all you can do is squawk and poop. Well, go for it. You've just created Ethereum 2. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so sure about Ethereum too, but you know, I, I as someone who, you know, uh, you've just created Steemit. <laughs> well, that that may be the case, you know. And Steemit's interesting because you know Dan had a worker proposal in BitShares, and there was a lot of squabbling around that. And even Dan himself said that they didn't want to use inflation to fund X, Y, or Z, and. He, he credits that to why BitShares didn't reach its full potential. And well, let's, let's look at some other examples. Like Monero has a voluntary, voluntarily funded system, very much like EOS New York is proposing, not identical, but similar. Mm -hmm. Dash has an inflation-driven uh, model right. of publicly funded uh, proposals and a very sophisticated system of project management and project tracking. Mm. So we do see other projects who have other, you know, stakeholders, different people with different values, maybe, uh, who can make these things work. Mm -hmm. Now it's possible that through our marketing or through whatever the vibration is that attracts people to, to Dan Larimer projects, maybe we mostly get people who don't like publicly funded anything. Uh, but that doesn't mean that blockchains can't use inflation or voluntary schemes to fund valuable, valuable uh, results. For, for sure. Uh, absolutely. I mean, I've Dan just learning from him and reading his stuff uh, helped me come to the understanding of the concept of voluntary inflation. I mean, I think it's a hashtag up on my Twitter account. You know, it's it's like uh, we can't we can use this. And if you don't agree with it, then get out of the EOS token. We're going to you know, we already have Bitcoin. We already have U.S. dollar. We're going to have tons well, of Bitcoin has inflation. Ethereum is 11 percent. For sure. You know, I, I hope, and who knows what the U.S. dollar inflation is, but I, I hope that we have, you know, other financial assets on the U.S. blockchain that if you don't like the inflation being used on the U.S. mainnet token to fund some of this WPS stuff, then hopefully we have a, a robust economy that you can just sell your U.S. tokens and buy something else, maybe buy gold or buy, who knows, buy investments in a freaking gambling site. I, I, I don't know. Who knows what we're going to have as options, financial instruments wise. But I see this becoming less and less of an issue as people have more and more options to where they want to put their capital. I, I guess that's a hard stop. <laughs> I don't know. It, it feels like it feels like right now everyone's so worried about the inflation. No, it's a good point. But, they don't but want if you to print look, out and pay for yeah. some public. If, if you look at all of the sister right. chain projects that are standing up, they're all standing up with a worker proposal type system, right? So uh, every project that's looked at EOS um, has seen that a need for R&D, a need to attract talent, a need to attract uh, developers, and they're all putting it in. So, you know, unlike the arbitration 
system, which we won't get into right now, hopefully. Too late, um, man. You brought it up. You just yeah. did. <laughs> Why did you do that? Uh, <laughs> where no other chain is doing that. Um, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're looking at what's necessary and doing it. Well, I, I don't think it's true that no other chain is doing that. If you look at the Ethereum uh, user agreement, they uh, explicitly call for uh, the International no, Chamber no, of Commerce to be used for arbitration no, for all no, disputes. No EOS sister, sister chain. Um, I, I know Telos are going to have voted in arbitrators, but that's probably for another episode. Um, yeah, maybe let's not venture right now on that. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're walking that line. Going back to the, the CDF. I, 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 yeah, going back to the CDF, I'd like to just talk a little bit about, you know, what could be used in, in this fund. And a lot of people point out that pointed the referendum contact itself and say, look, yeah, you know, BP's built that and deliver it, but it took eight months. Um, where if there had been a fund there that we could have attracted you know, some independent developers to focus on it, we probably could have had it in six weeks. And six months ago, we would have known whether this stuff was passing or not. Instead, here we are sitting now and debating it. For, time, time to market matters on a lot of this stuff. For, for sure, it, it does. And also time to market matters and knowing the efficiency that something is needed matters too. And, and, and as, you know, as an entrepreneur myself, I know that whenever I'm putting my own money on the line, I'm going to be much more efficient with trying to bring something to market as opposed to a public monies or public funds, which won't, it can't, it can't possibly have as much efficiency as privately funded uh, organizations. Enterprise. We're planning on putting in milestones for project developers that every proposal that comes in has uh, milestones that they agree to and the money paid out in tranches. And I, I think that that will work to keep people motivated. Your salary depends on you hitting the targets that you've agreed to. No, I, I understand that. It's just whenever you get free monies, it, it's, just economically, it can't be as efficient. Oh, no one's going to disagree with that. Okay. Other people's money is always so much easier to spend than your own. For sure. And, Absolutely. And, and so we will inherently have more waste in the system whenever using a, a development fund like this. It's inherent yeah. in the design. And you got to ask, are we, gonna, are we either going to learn anything or build anything For that, sure. that we would not learn or not build in that same time frame? Because remember, oh, we'll get to it eventually through the BPs. It's like, yeah, but there's time, okay? We, yeah. How quickly can we move? And there's some things that BPs aren't building. Right. I don't see anyone doing a security audit. I don't see anyone building a security suite. Uh, we can make a long list of things that you know, no one's building it because it's like, it'll take too much time, too much money, too much effort. It doesn't mean it's yeah. not being built. And, and, <laughs> really, and I, I just- A really good example. And by the way, those BPs could and should go to, the, go to the Commons Development Fund and said, hey, we just finished building this. You should pay us something for it. They might get paid. And since or at you least know, voted. pointed out that a lot of these guys are running at a loss, I think that's a great way for the public to show some appreciation uh, for the incredible work of the BPs. So maybe One that of the very first proposals could easily be. Go ahead, uh, Zane. Sorry. Yeah, go uh, ahead, Zane. Like you were saying, uh, possibly like what Thomas just said, if a team does say we just produced this, they go to the CDF and say we just built this. Possibly it could be a bounty system coming out of that miscellaneous fund. Something to say. We want these things. We vote on them. This is what the community says we want. Or educated BPs say this is what we need as a group. Maybe people could just go vote on it and BPs look at that and say, I'm going to target for that. 
and possibly there yeah. could be a bounties in one of those yeah. uh, channels. Proposed that. Sharif yeah. proposed yes. that. The, the like bounty that. system, yeah. Bounty system makes so much sense. I mean, can you imagine we, you know, got some PR out there that there's a ten million dollar bounty system to find and report security holes in EFs. Um, it would just attract the right type of noise, PR, marketing, etc. And you know, the nice thing about a bounty system is you only pay for something if it works. Um, so you're only paying for code that's tested. You, uh, you know, I want to go back to something Thomas said. Um, about, you know, we were having that conversation, Thomas, about we know that the privately funded enterprises are going to be more efficient, but, you know, what advantages or what value other than the, the purely financial value could we find in speeding up development in some of this by using a, a fund? And knowing that all value is subjective, I, I think, again, you're making a strong argument about yeah, we will learn lessons and, and we will learn what to do and what not to do. And yeah, maybe, maybe a higher percentage of our, our, the enterprises that get funded with the common fund end up not working or bankrupt or whatever we want to call it. But, you know, just because that we don't create as efficient enterprises, that doesn't mean that we're not going to get value in other ways through the experience, through the learning process, through the building process of it. I think that there is a strong argument and that is, that is fundamentally what has turned me more in favor of, of allowing a test bed for a common development fund at this point in our very early life cycle of EOS is I, I want the, I want a ton of experimentation going and I personally am okay with a little bit of inflation to, you know, to have that opportunity rather than, Rather than just expecting, you know, private enterprise to fund some of this stuff, which eventually it will, and it will be more efficient and it'll most likely be better, but it would take a lot longer to do. And I'm, you know, the government has become, the government is the most successful organization of all time, right? Centralized organization of all time. And they did a lot of their building through using inflation. Now, granted, it was not voluntary inflation. And us, <laughs> us suckers are the ones that had to pick up to the bill. But that's not the case in the EOS community. If you don't like it, sell your tokens. If you don't like it, hedge somehow or build your own blockchain where there is from the get-go no WPS and no whatever. I have a question for, for David. Um, I guess it's a like two part question. What's stopping the WPF, uh, the, sorry, the WPS committee or the, the CDF committee right now to propose two more proposals? So leave the one currently there and just to get a feedback loop, what's stopping you from proposing the same thing without the burn? So just requesting the million tokens with the committee, no burn portion of it. And then what's stopping you from just proposing just the burn with no million tokens, just as a gauge, and because people can vote for more than one proposal at a time, all these proposals can run in tandem. You're saying just simplify it? No, just just see if if where there's maybe traction. Yeah. Where would are people more interested in one or the other? You you kind of went with the premise that you're gonna you're most likely going to attract more people by having both of them combined. What if you also par in, in parallel propose the two? Or run it as a multiple That's choice. We have, we what have a multiple Brendan choice. said. Um, it's not my personal uh, assumption when, when authoring this. Um, 
I am looking at this as a fund management. The two parts are closely related and I don't see separating it as helpful. I understand there's nothing stopping us. Your question is- The work is already done. It's a copy paste at this point, right? To a certain extent. Um, There's nothing stopping us from doing that. I just don't think that would tell us anything that we don't already know. Uh, well, what if something like the worst case scenario okay with a million? The worst case scenario is one part passes and the other part doesn't. Why is that a worst case scenario? Because then you have a broken system. I'm not sure I follow. So let's say you just put up just the million portion up for vote. Mm-hmm. We will have the emergency committee, this exact same, same, same structure, which is the million, but you don't talk about the later burning portion. And if that passes, how is that a broken system? That's not stopping Uh, anybody else from burning later on or whatever. But what if that just passes on its own? And then you get the community sentiment that, hey, actually, we do want to try with one million tokens. That leaves the honeypot sitting there. You're trying to resolve two issues. I'm telling you, what if that's not going to get passed? What if you just try one? You could you could put both in parallel. Well, if we say hypothetically, what things could we put up? We can put up an infinite number of ideas, yeah. and at some point, yeah. you run into voter fatigue. And, and what if two contradictory things both pass? Then what do you do? Oh, that's another whole can of worms right there. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you know, we've been talking about nothing passing, but what if two contradictory things pass? And and this leads to like what Luke Stokes has been talking about. Is like okay. Let let's say a referendum passes. Then does that impose any obligation on the BPs? But I'll put that in the parking lot for now, and maybe we come back to that in another episode uh, because we're coming up on about an hour and a half here, and I want to start winding down a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I do want to give everyone an opportunity to say you know what they think could help get people to vote in this referendum, either either yay or nay. You know it doesn't matter, but well, what 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 could be done to try to get more people interested in this? Because I want to see I want to see this thing pass myself personally. I haven't voted on it, but what to do here? I mean, for- well, I'm happy to see it either passed or, or or defeated at the polls. What I what I'm keen on is either getting tokens into the hands of people who will be activist voters, or taking the current holders and activating them as voters, because the version one and two of the white paper and everything we wrote in our governance documents and everything that's in the system contract, the entire governance structure hinges on activist voting. Mm. And if we do not have activist voters, and if we don't get activist proxies uh, stepping in to help people be activist voters, uh, then we have some really serious potential problems long term. Mm -hmm. Uh, And now, admittedly, it's very early. I've talked to several very large holders who said, look, I'm not going to do anything for six or nine months. Mm -hmm. Let's just watch how things play out. Because they're long-term holders, they'll vote eventually. They just haven't seen anything that compels them to vote yet. Um, and we did, you know, we got to fifteen percent activation, right? Right. So yeah. clearly, we can get. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> they just did want their fees. Yeah, and and yet, you know, uh, the most important thing to me is to talk to large holders and say, "Look, you bought tokens on a chain that requires activist voting to run properly." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, please name a proxy if you're not willing to vote your own tokens, uh, but, you know, get your button gear. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I spent the last couple of weeks uh, on video calls to large token holders. And I plan to spend the rest of this month doing that and maybe next month as well. But the, do they know that they're supposed to be voting? I mean, I'm, I'm assuming some of these no, holders. Are just- nobody has expressed any surprise when I tell them that there's this thing called a vote and you can. And you they're can not vote. idiots. Well, I mean- <laughs> that's, because you're call- that's because you're calling them, Thomas, right? I mean. No one has expressed surprise. Uh, what they have said is that they haven't voted yet because there's nothing that feels all that important to them to vote on. And in some cases, they're not even voting for BP because yeah. it's just not that big a deal to them, which is one of the things that the Rex proposal, I think, will help is boost at least mindless voting for BPs <laughs> just to get the, the Rex rewards. And I'm, I'm not a big fan of mindless voting, but you know, if there's a threshold to be met, damn it. Uh, maybe enough people will name proxies and the proxies will take it on as their job to weigh yeah, the pros and cons and guess them. Guess I'm surprised them. Freedom Proxy doesn't have a couple million votes in it right now, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. we're, we're still really early on. I, I'm still trying to get Sharif to turn his uh, deep pockets inside out and put a proxy votes around. I, I will point out, by the way, that we, we have learned more faster uh, on, on the EOS mainnet than I think any other blockchain community has learned about. About governance, about how to how to develop, how to run things, how to improve yeah. things, how to cooperate. You look at RBPs. RBPs cooperate at, at a level that probably exceeds the Ethereum community, and they're a highly cooperative. Bunch. By far, by far. And, and we and we both trounce Bitcoin. So yeah. you know, I, I think that it's terrific that what we've been doing, and we just need to keep learning as rapidly as we can because mm. these other projects out there, they're not slowing down. They're not slowing down, and and luckily we've got fast followers on our heels. Yeah, what we sure do, and we've been we're so lucky to have better a a better software set, in my opinion. I mean, as far as like a blockchain and being able to to support a community and support an economy, which gives us a leg up for now. But guess what? EOSIO is open source software, and other communities that can get themselves organized are going to outcompete the EOS main net. Oh yeah. it's, Potentially. It, I mean, yeah. even Ethereum is going to proof of stake and WASM and, and like what? Yeah. When even your when even your supposed competitor is is copying your every move and you know those are all the other projects out there that we don't even see yet who I'm right. confident are going to cherry pick the best ideas. We've got to keep evolving. Yep, no, no doubt, and, and we've got a good environment to do it. And you know, without thinking that our 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 value has to be completely stored in the EOS token is, is really something that Zane, you know, we, we talk about this stuff all the time, sometimes to the point where I wish we would talk about other things, but you know, it, our, our opinion has really started shifting on Zane, you know, let's start wrapping up here. What, where's your thinking currently about all of this? Well, I mean, speaking with some of the BPs and hearing how they need to have more infrastructure for, to run history nodes, to run X, Y, and Z. I'm sure Sharif has got a, a laundry list of great, great ideas that could be funded with this. You know, I'm, I'm on board with that. I'm on board with not having that huge fund just there for the picking. So I'm liking the burn. I'm liking some of the infrastructure projects. I'm still very unsure of how it could be managed. I'm willing for more to hear more debate about that because maybe one group shouldn't get it all. Maybe there should be five individual entire groups versus mm-hmm. just taking one group that helps funnel everything. I don't want there to be the idea that if this does pass the CDF specifically, that people think, well, this is the one Avenue to go to, you know, mentally, if there, if there is one group that can handle some funds, all of a sudden people might think, well, 
now we got to go after these guys, get them on our side. And weird politics starts starts playing that way. So mm-hmm. I, I like a lot of the I like a lot of the components, but just from general conversation, um, I need to dig more into this just to see the pros and cons. But maybe if someone has infographic skills, could get out there and help us all out. We love infographics. That that could be the, that's exactly you know. But that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of people like stuff on both reach sides. Reach me on Telegram. I'm happy to answer your questions. Although I prefer voice to typing, a little arthritic. We need we need nice clean pictures though. Yeah, you know I, I uh, what I think would help get this passed is it's it's intimidating. The current referendum is so long, and there's so much detail in there. And while I appreciate the level of detail, yeah. Now hold on, hold on, David, before you rake me over the coals. Like we have to make sure that people are willing to take the time to understand what they're voting on. And so whenever, you know, I don't want I don't want to see some Nancy Pelosi's up here saying we have to pass the bill to find out what's in it. You know, OK, that, that's <laughs> that, that worked so well last time. That, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, even even me, who's somebody that spends all day you know, managing around EOS online and in Telegram groups and who knows how many hours it, it, it takes a long time to read this stuff, and understand it. So I, I'm just speaking on behalf of an entrepreneur who really appreciates simplicity above everything else. What I, I think will help voter turnout in just in general is writing simple and eloquent and you know precise but just keeping that in mind for everyone i'm i'm speaking to the people who are going to be writing referendums make them you know don't don't bloviate you know and make make sure that these are easy to understand and also i will have one i appreciate the rebranding of the worker proposal just like i wish people would rebrand the words libertarian or anarchy or capitalism or all these other things that have bad connotations i think wps has an unfair connotation for for it right now. So I think the rebrand is fine. But please, for the love of Poseidon, stop calling these things emergency this, emergency that. It, you're not doing yourselves any favors. There are no emergencies. Brandon has the same complaint. Okay, thank you. I'm putting that out to the entire EOS community right now. I'm going to start calling people out for this emergency bullshit. But we I have don't want to vote for it if it says emergency because it sounds like we have to act now don't read it go it's like yeah it's like no nah, i know we're, we're in a fast space we get it waterfall if i can explain that the purpose of calling that the emergency <laughs> committee rather than what brandon later came up with a bootstrap committee mm-hmm. is it the intention is it will only handle projects and proposals that are deemed emergency if they are things that can wait until the categories are in established, then they should wait. I think everything so. can wait. <laughs> and we're seeing that by the lack of voter turnout. Let me give you an example of a proposal that will probably go through, go up quickly. Uh, right now, the BPs are individually responsible to check the code, but the mainnet repository is not being maintained. Now, the BPs can continue to do that, but it puts an incredible barrier to developers. If I'm a developer and I want to create an app, I have to find a BP to explain it to me because there's no maintenance on the repository. I mean, for sure, there are things that are higher priority than others. I don't want to I don't want that to be lost in this, but I, I don't want the I don't want the repository privatized either. 
I think I, that would be very bad. Yeah, I mean, well, that, that's an entirely other debate. But I, I was just trying to make mention of what I believe is going to help voter turnout and and using, and using dramatic language like yes. emergency has to uh, has to come to an end. But but let's go let's go around the table here. Anybody like to sit, wrap up with anything specific? Go ahead, Eve. Uh, I think I'd like to echo. Uh, your sentiments there, there, Ash, and Zane as well, in terms of the question was, what do you think could be done in order to increase voter participation uh, in general, whether it's the for or against? I think that uh, the current proposal is intimidating. I've read it multiple times uh, throughout, but then I, I spend a lot of time doing that. Like you mentioned, Ash, you're doing this all the time. So if we wanted and I think this is really important for anybody writing any proposal. You need to realize that the marketing of your proposal is extremely important. It needs to be not, not just words. Um, people need videos, maybe video marketing with it. Infographics is what Zane mentioned. If you can somehow encapsulate most of the information in an infographic or in a short 30 second to 60 second video, I believe that that would increase voter participation. And then whenever we're reaching out to people, instead of telling them, hey, do you want to go read this? And in there, you have to click in the sublinks. Oh, and then in the sublinks, there are sublinks and basically spend the next four hours to properly understand. Oh, and when you have more questions, go then go talk to David. If there was a way to encapsulate that in a one pager. I might, I might open up a new business referendum to Normie speak. I read all I the referendums and then I'll, I'll. I think you're confusing PR and actual referendum crafting. The referendum should be a professional document with all contingencies laid out so that people can't promise one thing and do another. Yeah. The, the, good point. The PR should be a one page, but the referendum yeah. should be a detailed, explicit document. Yeah, at the end of the day, I'm, we I'm want- I'm saying one. if you want to increase voter participation, what I think could help at this stage is just creating the PR, creating the infographic or the video. I, I need a I need a WPS referendum meme so I can very quickly in my simple mind understand it. So there's a couple of things there's a couple of things in that. I mean, <laughs> videos to explain things and translations and making things more clear, that all takes time and it all takes money, right? So the the amount of work that has gone into this proposal, you know, is I don't know how many it's, it's hundreds nine, of hours, nine, nine years worth of effort probably, right? I've all put the, in sixty all, hours all for the past. Um, 10 months? Yeah, all volunteer work. Um, and, and as I said, there's parts of the proposal that I don't like, but there's enough of it that I think it's worth a shot. Mm. Um, and I think people need to think about that when they're voting. You know, is it a deal breaker or is it, you know, I don't really like this small little bit, so I'm going to vote no. Um, I, I think trying and learning will, will yield much better results long term than, than any type of you know, down with all this kind of stuff, we're not doing anything. Um, so, you know, congratulations to David and, and Brandon and Larry and all, all of the guys that put in so much work on that on the proposal. It, it's extremely well crafted. It, there is a lot of text there. Um, it's well thought out. It's, it's deserving of everybody's consideration. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate hearing that from people in this call today. Uh, it's Working for EOS at times is very thankless, as I'm sure Thomas will gladly tell you. The, if there is no intrinsic satisfaction, 
uh, you're going to suffer because there's absolutely no extrinsic pat on the back for the most part. I mean, that that's, get, that's the story of the entrepreneur, though. I mean, I, how, yeah. I, I had my business for over a year without taking a salary, and I created countless jobs in the Philippines, and nobody ever came up to me and said thank you, but I know what I built. I know what opportunities I created. I don't need anybody to tell me thank you because I know the value that I'm doing. So, you know, it's still nice to hear. It it is nice it's to hear. True. And, and, and David, true. I, I do thank you. Even though we disagree economically on things, I do appreciate you putting your time and your energy and your effort. You could be doing anything that you wanted, and you're choosing to try to build out the EOS ecosystem. And I really appreciate that. Actually, we don't differ that much on economics. I just tend to be a little more vocal on the other side because it doesn't get enough attention. You, <laughs> you said you understand the need for occasional public works. And that's my point. We, we can't just live in a everybody pay for their own way. I will uh, say the need. I'll say the option. I see value in the option of using inflation to try to build systems out. I never see the need in using public. Let's not dig too deep. Or we <laughs> All right. Thomas, anything to leave us with here? Um, I think that we're uh, facing a question as a community. Um, number one, what makes us vote? Can we get the vote out? Can you encourage people to, you know, can you yourself, have you yourself voted all your tokens or named a proxy? You have the people in your orbit who have holdings, you know, voted or named a proxy, please. Mm -hmm. uh, are you aware that the EOS mainnet is predicated on activist voting to run well? Uh, so that's, I, I cannot stress that enough. Mm -hmm. We have uh, a, one of the most thoughtfully written proposals uh, in front of us uh, with, with an enormous amount of detail. Everyone's nodding. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, amazing. It is uh, amazing. Which is why, and that is why it needs, you know, explanation and videos and infographics and, and so on. And podcasts and, and shows. Podcasts like exactly. exactly. Absolutely. If, uh, you know, and if you know anybody who wants to work on it, please send them to me and I will explain in nauseating detail and they can <laughs> ignore 99% of it and make an infographic. Well, does the Alliance have perhaps resources and or people that could do something like that? Because that's where the Alliance I see could it, have value. It would it's, be really good if there were a WPS that we could apply to yeah. that could fund Chicken, like chicken and eggs here. <laughs> Pay for yeah. voter education. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of proponents of, of things paying their own way when it comes to politics. Uh, public support of political campaigns. Sorry to say. Yes, well. Governor Cox. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. So, uh, and we've got, you know, when we look at this particular uh, choice of this particular uh, referendum uh, that's been proposed, this, this proposal combines uh, the issue of shrinking the honeypot of the savings account, of keeping open versus closing off uh, future inflation, um, you know, whether or not to uh, publicly quote unquote publicly fund uh, certain kinds of projects, including retroactively funding some of the things that some of the BPs have done maybe. Uh, and ultimately it's, it's being proposed as I think uh, an opportunity for a fast learning loop. So, you know, judge for yourself, whether it does any of those things in the way you'd like them done, mm -hmm. please vote accordingly, but please, please vote. Right. I mean, we don't, don't, don't make us get puffed Eddie out here and do the whole vote or die campaign again. Oh. <laughs> All right. One thing that we can do to help voters <laughs> is 
pressure your exchange. If you are on an exchange, pressure your exchange to create individual voting tools. Or support proxies as well. I think that would be awesome. So if exchange- I'm not a big fan of proxies. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of you. <laughs> I'm becoming an increasing fan of proxies as a, as a tool to make it easier for people to, to express their will through voting. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, I think proxies are very significant in, in this ecosystem. I think it- Good proxies that take the time to read and think Yes. What, well, but, now you're starting to become a fan of proxies. Oh, love, I love it. We, ha- yeah. we have a lot of them. Oh, and anything could be done badly. <laughs> yeah, anything what could I be would done prefer, badly. <laughs> what I would prefer is proxies that don't vote, but become an educational clearinghouse. Uh, are we still a proxy? It's not a proxy. Yeah, uh, then we're just yeah, an educational guys. system. Hey, guys, I got to drop yeah, off. Thank I, you so much. Yeah, for you're welcome. Brilliant work. Thank, thank you, Thomas. Thank you. Thank yeah, you it, for, for who came. This is a great use of your time. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I really appreciate everyone coming on. Uh, you know, we try to do this every week. Um, thank, thank you so much. Again, this is EOS Radio. This is episode number seven. And we are talking about today a lot of, a lot of stuff, but mostly the, the worker proposal, the Common Development Fund. A lot of work's been put in this. I hope people go out there and vote. Zane, as always, thank you for co-hosting here with me. Uh, and check out freedomproxy.org. Uh, check us out EOS radio on Twitter and on YouTube. You can find all of our shows and we hope you find some value in this. If you, if there's any topic you want to hear from or anyone specifically you want to hear from, then, you know, tweet at us or send us an email at contact at EOS radio. We've got that dot radio domain and website hopefully coming in a few weeks. So thank you everyone for coming on. This is a wrap. Keep building freedom, everyone. Thanks everybody.